Our first reading from Zephaniah tonight invites us to rejoice. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exalt with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. It's a profound joy to celebrate this first Mass in our renovated chapel with all of you. I wish I could just take a picture of you all right here and keep this forever. Maybe after we will, Leah. But uh, I'm so glad that you are able to make it tonight. We're glad that we exalt with all of our heart because Jesus, our Lord, remains with us so closely during our lives, even on our altars and in our hearts. We rejoice that Jesus, our King, is continually enthroned in this beautiful place of prayer. We give thanks that Jesus, our brother, has connected all of us in different and amazing ways through this chapel. The Feast of the Visitation is in many ways a feast of connection. Connection with God, connection with each other. Mary is first of all connected with God because of her faith in him. Elizabeth says that Mary believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And thus Mary is blessed. Having believed the message of the angel, Mary becomes physically and maternally connected to God. The Son of God takes flesh in her womb, receiving nourishment through his very attachment to her deep within and eventually even hearing the sound of her voice and her heartbeat before he's born. Once Mary had received God's Son within herself, she's then compelled to go to the hill country in haste. She was connected with Zechariah and Elizabeth as family. Now they're connected through the plan of salvation. Now they're connected through the new covenant. Elizabeth carries within herself the forerunner of Jesus, John the Baptist, And when Mary enters her home, this little prophet jumps for joy inside his mother, Elizabeth. What I love about this feast is how all of these connections are hidden. Jesus and John cannot yet be seen. They are hidden inside their mothers. Zechariah is still mute and unable to speak until John is born. It even seems like Mary's pregnancy is hidden from Joseph who isn't yet aware of it until Mary returns from her visit. Even Mary's Magnificat extols God's deep and loving connection to the little ones of this world who are hidden. She mentions three, those who fear God, the lowly, and the hungry. So often they are hidden from the sight of the world, unseen, regarded as unimportant, even despised. But God sees them, is connected to them, and will one day soon reveal his salvation to them. Today, much is hidden. But one day, all will be revealed. Tonight, we give thanks for all the hidden connections that God has created here over the last 30 years. A chapel of perpetual Eucharistic adoration is in many ways a place of hiddenness. It's small compared to the church. It's quiet, usually. It's tucked away. It is unknown to the vast majority of Roseville, although we'll pray for that to change quickly. So many people drive by here on Hamlin Avenue day and night and have no idea that the Lord of the universe is waiting for them here. 
so many people pass or perish and have no idea that there's a legion of adorers praying for them and their salvation. Most of all, this chapel is a place of hiddenness because of how Jesus chooses to hide himself. 2,000 years ago, he hid his divinity in the cloak of human flesh. Today, he hides both his divinity and his humanity under the cloak of food. Without bread from the earth, we hunger and die. But without the bread from heaven, our spirits collapse, and we have no life within us. By hiding himself like this, Jesus has made so many beautiful hidden connections among us. First of all, there's the obvious connection between ourselves and him. How many times has has Jesus filled us with peace and light, comfort and wisdom, direction and love in our hours spent here with him? How many times have we handed over our grieving or our sinful hearts to his tender heart? How many times has he held us close to him, rejoicing over us with gladness, singing joyfully over us as a festival, as the prophet Zechariah, Zephaniah describes? So we're connected, first of all, hiddenly with Jesus. Second, there's also the connection between adorers. I learned about this connection many years ago from accompanying my own mother to her adoration hour. The adorers before her hour and after her hour became special friends over the years. Although the time they overlapped was just a few short minutes, my mom came to know a lot about them from those brief greetings, the shared prayer requests, and that little ritual of handing over the next hour to another friend of Jesus. I know that there are many connections just like that in our doors here at St. Rose. And even if someone enters the chapel when we're here who's a total stranger to us, there's still a beautiful and deep connection in knowing that this newcomer is not here accidentally, but that Jesus has drawn this one to be with him. Finally, there's also the connection between ourselves and those whom we serve. Our intimacy with Jesus Christ, especially in adoring him in the Eucharist, is the foundation of our good works. This beautiful and holy chapel, set apart for the worship of God's Son, is a beating heart in the center of God's church, the mystical body of Christ. Each visit to Jesus sends a surge of warmth and life through the arteries, the hands, the feet, and the limbs of his church. This dynamic is so hidden, we often don't sense it, although sometimes we're given just a little bit of a a pulling back of the veil. It's only in heaven that we'll see the full impact that this chapel has had on so many people in the world. We should especially remember that in carrying out our works of mercy and our thirst for justice and our ministry to the needy, that God is like a jeweler. Just like a jeweler values a tiny diamond over several larger sapphires, so God values the time we spend sitting at Jesus' feet, even more than a hundred good deeds done out of our own volition. Truly, our adoration of Christ makes miracles of mercy in the world possible. These are just some of the beautiful hidden connections that Christ has worked here among us in this place for so many years. 
So brothers and sisters, let's now turn toward the altar and offer ourselves to God in and through Christ. The one we have adored, we now prepare to receive. Our Lord brought together Mary and Zechariah and Elizabeth and John in the hiddenness of his presence. Now he does the same thing for us. Now he invites us to give ourselves to him, to hide ourselves in him, to lose ourselves in him. We do this led by Mary and with her with us, as together we say, the Almighty has done great things for us, and holy is his name.